Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Let's take a look at some Mountain West football predictions. Right now over at BetMGM, Boise State, the favorites once again, minus 115 to be the champions. Nevada is 4-1. to one. San Jose, 5-1. to one. Wyoming, 8-1. to one. My boys from Hawaii, the chaser game of the night every Saturday or Sunday morning, I guess, technically. 11-1. to one. San Diego State is 14-1. to one. Fresno State, 25-1. to one. Air Force, 30-1 to one odds. Colorado State, 50-1 to one odds. Utah State, home of Jordan Love, 50 to 1. New Mexico, 150 to 1. And UNLV, 250 to 1 to win the Mountain West. Uh, I like Boise State. Uh, new course. coaching staff. I mean, right? But ex- expectations <laughs> still going to be high. I expect them to win the Mountain West. I'd probably just be boring and take Boise State minus 115 and uh, not look for any plus money there. But the one thing I am looking at is their non conference schedule is a little bit tougher than usual. They go to Central Florida, Oklahoma State, and BYU. So that's tough. That's three tough road games, especially Central Florida and Oklahoma State. And then BYU will probably, of course, be a pick They got a new play caller. But, again, they averaged 33.9 points per game last year. That's Tim Plow. You put some respect on that new offensive coordinator there. They have two quarterbacks that they can roll with. They got Jack Sears is coming back. They'll go with the dual threat. Uh, you know, the receivers are just fine there. They got uh, Hank Bachmeyer, yeah. the other quarterback. He's awesome, too. Yeah, I like the dual threat there. Khalil and, Shakir, and they bring back receiver. He's back. All five starters on the offensive line as well. They led the conference in scoring, but they only generated about 5.4 yards per play. I still expect them to be solid both offensively and defensively. They gave up just 27.1 points per game back in 2020. Um, their offensive line is returning, but they also suck. <laughs> so uh, I don't care if you're coming back. If you're not good at your job, then rue you. Uh, Mountain West, it's the Mountain West. I mean, it's Boise's to lose, like you just said. Uh, they got C.T. Thomas on the on the outside there at receiver. They also have Octavius Evans. He's a baller. They look at that defensive side of the ball. Uh, Demetri Washington, great, great pass rusher. Oh, good pass rusher. Uh, had that season-ending injury last year. Um, they don't really have many weaknesses. It's Boise State. They're the favorites. New coaching staff is there. Also, I, I think, though, Nevada and San Jose State are all, like, deserving of some consideration. I don't Four think one, you just one, yeah. consider, you know, just say Boise is the overwhelming favorite. Uh, the others have a little more holes than, of course, Boise State does. Um, also, Fresno State might be an, an intriguing sleeper uh, as well. Um, but, yeah, defense has to play better, allowed 27.1 points per game in 2020. That's the highest mark since joining the Mount West. Yeah. So, you know, have it. you know, if I was going to make a value pick, you know who I would look at, and they were terrible last year. I think they finished two and four. But Wyoming at eight to one, that's not a bad price, right? Because Sean Chambers got hurt, and the offense absolutely stunk when he went down. But still, like, if you look at what they're going to try to do, they're going to look to run the football. And I think that they'll be successful doing so. The passing attack. Now, they don't really need an elite passing attack to win the conference. They just have to be able to run the football for four or five yards per pop. And if you look at them defensively, I think they're going to have one of the top defenses in the Mountain West. They bring back nine starters, and they only gave up like 21 points per game last year, 4.9 yards per play. So if I'm making a case for a team that's maybe a sleeper plus money, 
I would probably look towards Wyoming, eight to one to win the conference, or maybe even Air Force. Man, Air Force three and three last year, but the year before that they went eleven and two. Um, you know, obviously, like with all these teams in the Mountain West, there's going to be some questions. But Air Force led the Mountain West in scoring defense and only gave a five point one yards per play. Uh, I like Nevada. I think Nevada would probably be my pick. I know it's it's a little weird because they're of course have the second most odds. You might call me a uh, um. Someone that's uh, afraid of uh, challenges and, and and going really big, but no, three I mean, consecutive winning seasons, and they went to the bowl, a bowl game last they're year. Right, they're right there, plus four hundred sure. odds. Um, Carson Strong, twenty seven touchdowns in twenty twenty. They got Romeo Dobbs coming back, Elijah Cooks, Melquan Stovall, a tight end Cole Turner will be back. Um, their offensive line, um, they have to step up. Allowed twenty sacks last year. That's not great. Only thing that I have a question about uh, with Nevada. Shout out to uh, Jay Norville, the coach there. Like you just said. Uh, this is probably the best squad he's taken over in Nevada since he's been there in his yeah. past four years. Um, they play Boise State in October second, and their so, defense kind of stinks. So if if you can't if you you have to overcome Boise State, um, and that's going to be a huge test to see who's really the the wearing the big pants in this uh, Mountain West Conference. Um, like you said, their defense. Um, they got Brian Ward. Improved the team's defense last year drastically. Uh, they limited limited teams to twenty three point three points per game. Uh, that's down from 31.9, almost 32 points per game the prior season. Uh, talking about yards per snap, they, they allowed 5.4. Last year, that's down from 6.1. Um, you look at their weapons on defense as well. You got Law Hall, Lawson Hall, uh, Dom Peterson at linebacker, um, in front seven guy. And also their DBs have, have been a weakness for them. They got a lot of transfers yeah. um, uh, through the portal. They got Chad Brown who everyone knows is from Fresno City College, Juco product. Uh, Bentley Sanders, one of my favorite names in all of sports. Bentley, B-E-N-T-L, two E's, Sanders. Double if, E's. You, if you have a last name Sanders, you're fast, Emmanuel. Uh, USF went to, transferred from South Florida. Um, one of my favorite names, Isaiah Essesima from Wake Forest. We're all huge Wake Forest fans here. The problem is, though, dude, they don't take the football away. Like, honestly, what did they have? Well, Nine takeaways last year. That's why they got these DBs. So many big plays as well. They got these new DBs because that's all they got in the transfer portal was DBs. And they need guys <laughs> who can literally take the ball away, like you just said, and, and help steal some possessions. And they yeah. got Miles. Uh, I'm a little biased because my one of my best friends from college or high school Played at William and Mary. He's from William and Mary, so I'm always rooting for the local guys. Oh well, there you go. There you go. So Boise State minus one fifteen. Nevada four to one. Right. San Jose five to one. Wyoming. Eight but to if one. Nevada beats Boise State October second, which I need to know the time and place, I think it's going to be in Boise. But I don't need to know the time. If Nevada can win that game, th- this this line movement is going to be all over the place. Yeah, that's at Boise though on the on the blue field. On the, the best blister. field. Oh, I love Bluefield. You know, you know, uh, Eastern Michigan isn't there turf black? Eastern Michigan. I think it's, uh, it's Eastern Michigan or like a Dakota. I'm pretty sure it's Eastern Michigan. I want to say that it's not Eastern Michigan. It's gray. It's gray. Right. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. So I guess you could. I mean, it's gray. Yeah. I, yeah. You're, close you're, enough. Yeah. Yeah. Gray field. It's awesome. Uh, the only thing about dark colored fields is that in the freaking heat of football season, the last thing you want. Is dark turf to hold all that heat in. Oh, my gosh. I I can just smell the turf beads burning right now during practice. And my my cleats would be on freaking fire. And, of course, all defensive players want to feel like they're actually a skill position, especially like the defensive line, the linebackers and those guys. So you get like these really like 
thin Adi Zero Adidas cleats that weigh like one ounce. And they're just so thin. So you're basically walking on the ground, but you can't feel it. Like, like, it's like you're out there playing in socks. I know. But the heat just goes right through your feet. I just hate turf. Ugh. I hate turf burn. I, I mean, you know. It's turf just... burn. I've got, I've got scars on my legs that will never heal. No, From never. just skidding never. and falling on turf. Also, the beads. Like, oh, yeah. you take one step past the football field, turf beads are in all your clothes, all your, like, you fall on the ground, goes in your eyes. You have turf. Like, I, I've had turf beads taken out of my eyes during games, like, a billion times. It's, it's terrible stuff. I hate turf. But I also would never play on grass. So right. there you have it. Yeah. Pick your poison. Yeah. I almost just swore. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma looking to leave the Big 12 and join the SEC. What do you think about that? It would be, geez, that'd be 16 schools in um, the SEC. I I'm, just, I, I don't like it. I, I, I can't, I don't want to see Texas in the SEC. I'm riding with everyone in the Big 12. Who's going to be pissed off? Although, I'll tell you one good thing. Go ahead. Oklahoma would probably never make it to the college football playoff ever again. That's true. I never want to see Oklahoma or Notre Dame ever in the college football playoff. Well, people, o- Oklahoma fans are like, yeah, we have a chance to prove ourselves. You're 0-5 against the BCS, against um, uh, the SEC and the BCS championship games and CFP semifinals. Like, you literally have never done anything. So, no. Well, you know who else? The Longhorns would benefit, though. If, if you can That's, move over the, the what's it, the Longhorn Network? Well, the thing, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a big deal. I hate the Longhorn Network, just because I don't have it. I mean, I, I got it last year because, you know, those three games that you actually want to watch on it, you need to jump on it. Uh, Texas A&M really does not want Texas in the SEC. They, they want to be the only Texas team in the SEC. Yeah. Did you see uh, uh, Kirk Bowles today says, I'm told Texas A&M and Missouri would be a hard no to this move. Only two more needed to block an invitation to Texas. I don't really like a whole lot of change. Like, I hate, I hated when Rutgers and Maryland came to the Big Ten. Especially, Oof. like, Maryland, okay, m- maybe it makes a little bit more sense. Maryland I miss Maryland. stinks, though. Well, I miss them in the ACC, but I hate Rutgers in the Big Ten. I mean, I like the joke because Northwestern did this thing, even though they're not actually in Chicago. Like, when you drive through, like, Illinois, you'll see all these billboards and it'll say, Northwestern, Chicago's Big Ten team. So I always like to joke with Rutgers, like Rutgers, New York's Big Ten team. But just they don't really make sense being in the Big Ten. So I don't really like a whole lot of change. Bro, does the SEC need Texas and Oklahoma? More teams? No. That's the other thing. Like, why? Like, I I don't understand. 14 SEC schools, they generate the most revenue. They've won 13 national championships since the bowl championship series <laughs> right. started. And now you're going to add Texas and Oklahoma. Texas and Oklahoma? Well, we'll see what happens there.